Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Dr. Beverly Wright. Emory Continuing Education offers many certificate programs related to the practical application of machine learning, data science, advanced Python and Tableau, and other analytics tools and methods. These applied programs leverage experienced executives, academics, and practitioners with advanced degrees to deliver these Saturday courses typically taught in around 10 weeks. Learn more about the emerging technology programs at Emory Continuing Education to help boost your career advancement at ece.emory.edu. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tag Data Talk. Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Dr. Alex Yurchenko, Senior Vice President and Chief Data Science Officer at BlackBook, and we're talking about the many faces of data science. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start off with um, a little bit of an introduction. I've known you for a while, but tell the rest of us, why are you so cool? I started many, many years ago in academia. So I have a PhD in pure mathematics from Georgia Tech, Mm -hmm. and about 12, 13 years ago, I switched to the business world. Oh. Um, I started at the advertising agency as a data scientist. And about six years ago, I moved to BlackBook. So this is this is automotive analytics company. And I'm leading the data science team at the company. Very nice. Just a quick um, make sure people know, what does BlackBook do? Uh, automotive analytics. So if you want to know prices of vehicles today, yesterday, or 10 years from now, that's that's what we do. So we work with everyone who touched a, who would touch a car. It's a business-to-business company. Nice. And your team is responsible for developing algorithms to help understand these sort of things or models? and uh... Yeah, all of the above. Mo- modeling, uh, AI. Um, but I'm also responsible for data operations. So it's everything about the data from getting it to pushing it to clients to actually building models. Ah, okay. So you're in the data side too, not just the data science. All right. Well, that's a big role. Well, very good. Well, we're talking about the many faces of data science. And so I'm I'm very excited that you chose this topic uh, because I think it's a really good one. Um, Let's start off with what are some of these faces? What are these, these backgrounds that are common that you see coming into the data science field? It's it's an interesting question, and it's a very dynamic question. Uh, the background's changing almost every year. When, when I started many years ago, most of the, well, there was no word data scientists. It was a statistician, analytics. So most of the people came from math degrees, from computer science, so from, from those fields. Um, nowadays, some colleges offer actual degrees in data science. Yes. I haven't seen a lot of those people in the market just yet. Um, most, most, of the, most of my team and people I talk to come from different science backgrounds, any, anywhere from computational chemistry to statistics, mathematics, uh, to 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 advanced degree in computer science. So mo- most of them have at least master degrees, but a lot of them have PhD degrees. So it's it, advanced degrees where in, in science is, I think, common background. 
Gotcha. Okay. And science is interesting. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I graduated 91 with decision sciences and there were only, I think, three three schools in the nation that had anything even close to that. And so now we're um, we're starting to see the schools come together and say like, okay, we're going to have a master of science in analytics. University of South Carolina just started a master of science in business analytics. Tech has an MSA. I mean, there's all these schools now that have Masters of Science and Analytics, and now we're even seeing PhD programs yeah, that are Ken, popping Kenneth up. Kennesaw has Kennesaw has a PhD, and um, I think it's in data science or analytics or something like that. But mm-hmm. but that's it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a decade or two to start really seeing that infiltrate our companies. So as we're looking at the evolution, have you have you noticed a trend or any kind of movement in a certain direction? Because you mentioned they sort of started in math stats. That sort of thing, and um, and have you seen it move some? I think it, it, the backgrounds are expanding because expanding. Ten, okay, t- ten years ago, when people talked about analytics and data science, they assume it's statistics. So uh-huh. it was very, it's it was much narrower field. Now now people are realizing data science is not there's there's a word science there, but it's it's all about solving business problems. So it's about having this analytics analytics background and that can can come from any science. I, I have a very strong uh, data scientist uh, and she is from computational chemistry. Uh, she, she, she has a PhD in computational chemistry. So it's I think the opportunities are for almost everyone if they choose to pursue that career. I see. I see. Okay, so you're saying that um, the the core of math stats and that sort of thing is still there, but we're seeing an expansion, almost like a mushroom effect of the types of backgrounds and faces that are coming into this field. And um, the second thing I heard you say is that um, if you're a scientist of any kind, really you're applying the same kinds of concepts to solve business problems. Right. So if you're say I, I don't know anything about chemistry or biology, but let's just you know, pretend for a second that I do. <laughs> if you're a scientist looking at how, I don't know, cellular structures behave and how, what cells do and, and how they merge or whatever, then applying the same types of techniques and processes to data in general is um, a kind of a match. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I have a nephew who's, uh, he has a PhD in um in cancer research oh. and application of data science to cancer research, and he he was he was a data scientist for a while. Now he he's back to cancer research, but it same type of analysis as you said, same type of analysis. You you're just solving different problems, but you're using same techniques, you're using same methodologies, and you're using same skills that you learn in in school. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Very nice. Well, the second the kind of part B of this. I mean, we talked about the different uh, subjects, but you're also mentioning different kinds of levels. I've heard you say, you know, PhD a couple times, um, graduate. Um, what about, are we seeing different levels of, of people with um, undergraduate degrees, master's degrees, PhDs? And it used to be you get a, a PhD and you go into academia, but that's not the case anymore, is it? Right. Um, there are different problems and that will require different uh, skill sets. There are so some of my people are working on just pure modeling. So you think about uh, econometric modeling. Mm-hmm. It's your, I guess it's your classical modeling background, the regression models. Um, that that kind of 
problem might not uh, require big data experience. I see. Uh, but for some other problems, you might need heavy uh, background or experience or education in computer science where you were exposed to AWS and and uh, Spark and l large data sets. So it's there. there's a... 10 years ago, if you're a data scientist, you're doing everything. Right. Now, uh, as, as the field matures, you, there are specializations. You, you require different skills for different, uh, different tasks. And th they all need it. It just you need to match the problem with, with, the, with the person. Okay. So you're starting to see, um, I mean, I know that some of the schools are, including University of South Carolina, are offering like a certificate at the undergraduate level. And I've heard that um, schools like Emory even have an undergraduate degree in data science. So it sounds like it's, um, number one, to your point, broadening like a mushroom effect of it used to just be for the applied stats and, the in, you know, maybe the engineering and that sort of thing. And now it's like it could be applied all kinds of places. So you're seeing more disciplines. But number two, it sounds like the levels have also increased. Like there's a place, is it safe to say there's kind of a place for almost everyone I think yes, there is a stratification of uh, skills, and as more companies use data scientists, you start seeing, uh, you know, instead of having one senior data scientist, you have one senior plus maybe four junior, uh, because the number of tasks, number of problems are increasing. So you you can have more junior people on the team, and that that gives them opportunity to grow. So, but yes, you, almost any degree or any level of degree will will give you certain some some sort of job. Uh, gotcha. It, 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 it depends, I guess, what what you want at the end. Intriguing. Okay, so not only are they different in discipline, but they're different in level. And then before we go to the next question, I have one more thought I want to make sure we get from you on this, which is, um, let's see, how do I ask this politically? I know I'm not going to ask you if you have a favorite. <laughs> I kind of want to, but I'm not going to. But I will ask, is there a certain background or discipline that you've been a little surprised? Like, wow, I, I mean, this person has a, I'm just making this up, but this person has a master's in fine arts and they made a great data scientist. Like, is there, some, I know you have a good team at BlackBook, but is there some kind of background that you've seen from a data scientist that you didn't think would transfer, but it did? I don't think so. Uh, but what I've seen is the, 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 the hardest time uh the, oh, the hardest transition I've seen, and I had I have the same background. Are people coming from pure scientists, oh. sciences, so pure mathematics? Uh, it's much harder. It's much harder to change the mindset that now you, you're not solving scientific problems; you're solving business problems. Uh, people coming from more applied sciences, I think it's it's a little bit easier. They already they already are using math, statistics, uh, computer science to solve. Applies apply problems in different fields. If you're coming from pure mathematics, you're solving problems for the sake of solving problems, and it, I think it's me mentally very. It's much harder to, to 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 switch. I see. I see. Okay. So the two things that I heard from that are the deterministic nature of science versus the probabilistic nature of kind of analytics and data science, and the second thing I heard you say is that the purpose is different that you're trying to actually solve a business problem with analytics and data science as opposed to developing more within the field or enhancing the discipline. Is that is that right? 
Yes, but there's also place for those uh, data part. scientists. Scientists, there yes. there are research data scientists at universities at big companies who are building those tools that are improving those tools, uh, just like there are doctors, research doctors that that you know sit at Emory University and improve the medicine and not necessarily see doc uh, see patients. Same with data science. If you go to Google, Facebook, they have purely research. A data scientists that develop new algorithms. Yep. Uh, but it, it's a subfield of, of data science. Yep. Okay. So the um, innovation of data science or, um, yeah, the actually Technology Association of Georgia, you know, which is part of Tag Data Talk, of course, they have something called an innovation award that they do every, every year for data science and analytics innovation. So that's kind of what you're talking about is developing um, or honing or deepening data science uh, to answer questions that aren't even being asked yet. Right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So the um, the deterministic and probabilistic nature and the actual purpose of solving the problems sometimes makes it difficult for people that are coming from the pure sciences type of discipline to kind of leap over to um, a more business-oriented um, application. Is that is that fair? It's yeah. It, you have to change people's mindset. You're not solving scientific problem. You're solving a business problem, and there's there's a difference. It's squishy. It's it's organic. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, well, the third question that we have for you, which um, is related, kind of led in really nicely, which is, um, and we talked about these many faces, and these now I've got this kind of picture, you know, of a team that has lots of different disciplines, lots of different levels. And how how do these many faces, these different backgrounds and perspectives, how do they impact the work? How does this kind of manifest itself in the data science that's produced? I believe it actually it helps. You have very different backgrounds and perspectives, very different skill sets. So it's much easier to match a problem to a particular data set. Uh, so just from purely business sense, it's it allows it allows flexibility but from purely selfish sense you also learn uh, you have you have backgrounds and skills that you would probably not see in in you know in in your uh, vision in your field of vision but you I have a team that is as I said diverse in backgrounds and and levels and everyone has opportunity to learn and I think that that's that's the coolest that's that's the fun part uh, you every day you go to work and you learn okay that's a very interesting um, comment and 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 it does make sense it wasn't what I was expecting you to say but that's very interesting so the diversity you feel actually helps and I I heard you say three different things um, one is the problem framing itself so you talked about matching the problem to a potential way of solving it the second thing you mentioned is um, the flexibility has expanded. And so there might be one guy on the team that says, hey, guys, why don't we try it this way? Because in the physics field, this is what we do. And it's like, oh, I had no idea. You know, I did study physics. That's interesting. And then the third thing you mentioned is um, the team can learn from each other if they have a more diverse set of backgrounds and there are different faces. And, you know, I've actually seen this um, play out, Alex, because you're familiar with Master Modeler Competition. I've had you as a judge. Thank you for doing that <laughs> several times. And um, hopefully you'll be able to do it again this coming spring for Master Modeler Competition. 
that we're doing um, at University of South Carolina and Georgia Tech collaboratively. And the first time I ever ran master model competition, we had teams from engineering, we had computer science, we had, you know, all these different teams. And it seems like every time a team is more diverse, they tend to win the hackathon, you know, and I keep trying to tell them that, but they always want to work with their friends. So it's interesting to hear your perspective as a leader in this space and as someone that manages a team at Black Book and that has managed teams for many years that the diversity can actually benefit. That if you have a bunch of engineers versus a mixture, if you have a bunch of computer science versus a mixture, that that mixture brings more um, effectiveness, would you say, to the data science? Yeah, I believe so. And in, individual people will grow and and team grow as, as a collective. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so the um, last question I have for you is, how do you manage these differences? Because yes, it, it's definitely a good thing, but it's also, you've got different kinds of people with different kinds of background and uh, they they think very differently. They communicate very differently. If you had a if you had a, an island of computer scientists and an island of business people and an island of, you know, they they just behave differently. How do you manage across the many faces of data science? I think it takes time and patience to to learn to to learn about each individual people and and it's not even not only background and I, I don't think it's only in data science. I had I had people who prefer to be micromanaged and I, I, I have people who want want to be let alone and let, and and do their own thing. Uh, I think you just have to manage individual individuals, um, and and l l learn learn their their skills, learn their preferences, um, and manage that way. Um, they're all bright, smart people, and uh, if you let them do uh, what what they love to do. Most, 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 everyone in data science I met, they went there because they, they actually want to do it. They enjoy it. Um, and they enjoy it almost every day. Not, not, maybe it not, is not, the best. No, not, it's the best career ever. It's, it's, it's the best, it's the best career, at least for me. Um, so I, I, I think it's, it's learning, your, learning about your team and learning your team and manage it, manage individuals. I love it. I love it. Okay. So the four things I heard you say were, um, that you kind of have to walk a mile in their shoes. That if you really want to um, be able to manage across the many faces of data science, get to know what they're doing. Um, a second thing is you mentioned time and patience. Like take the time to understand um, their perspective. And thirdly, actually appreciate their perspective. So don't try to change them so that the, the whole team thinks like you because you know, you're an engineer or you're a computer science or you're but appreciate and and lastly, um, you didn't say this directly, but I think really what what you're what the whole um, if I were to summarize it, it sounds like you think that embracing their differences is probably the best way to go, and treating them more like individuals. You know, yeah, they they all highly educated, smart people, and just just let 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 them work. Yes, yes, awesome. Great. Well, this has been really helpful. Um, Alex, what final piece of advice would you give to someone trying to manage the many faces of data science, whether that's an individual contributor or a leader over a team? How would you, what do you, what would you say as a final single piece of advice for managing these many faces of data science? 
for for me, it, it, as you mentioned, it's we need to embrace that diversity. It, I, I st- ten years ago, I started looking for data scientists. I was looking for people like me. Uh, ten years taught me that it's it's a wrong approach. You just you need to exp- expand your view. Look for diverse backgrounds, uh, diverse education, diverse sets uh, skills, uh, because. When you get a business problem, you you don't know what what you need. So it it helps to have very diverse bench, uh, to 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 solve that problem. I love it. Thank you so much. This is um really really helpful for anyone that's looking at um joining a data science team or a part of a data science team or managing a data science team. So these um these differences and how they can enhance not just the individual but also the company and ultimately um, the effectiveness of solving these problems. Thank you again to Alex Yurchenko for talking to us about the many faces of data science. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.